Welcome to Continue the Mission Podcast, a podcast for the red, white, and blue-blooded Americans like military veterans, law enforcement, firefighters, EMS, truckers, bikers, farmers, ranchers, and the like, truly focused on the visions of our founding fathers and championing our constitutional republic and the unity of we the people, fighting against the gradual takeover by an evil extreme left national socialist democracy. That is a conglomerate power of past ideologies such as Marxist, fascist, socialist, and communist, working as one globalist strength to take down our beloved country. You think I'm lying? Stand by. Incoming. And welcome to Continue the Mission Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Cummings, and by the time today's show is over, you will walk away with a more accurate understanding of the totality of the current situation that Elon Musk is exposing so beautifully. You will walk away with a better understanding of how the Department of Justice and the intelligence agencies have evolved into a fourth branch of government that answers to no one. Well, no one that the authority of our constitutional republic has any knowledge of anyway. You know, we the people. And they did this completely unconstitutionally, and hidden behind a veil of secrecy with the get-out-of-jail-free card, using the term in the interest of national security, keeping hidden and protected despite the tainted and dishonorable operations they fulfill within the Washington, D.C.'s fully corrupt swamp. This understanding will come clear as you edify yourself when receiving this foundational and factual history that you will need to stand large in your own confidence as you consider your role as a citizen of this once great country. So let's start back at the beginning when the first intelligence agency was first developed and how we got to where we are today. The first Department of State was created back in 1789 and Thomas Jefferson was the first Secretary of State. It is important to first point out where the authority came from to develop such an office, and who has the sole authority over this executive department, quote-unquote, be informed, and who is the commander of the operations held within this office. We find these in the Constitution, of course, in Article 2, Section 2, Paragraph 1 and 2, that specifically state, in part, quote, the President shall be Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy of the United States and of the militia of the several states when called into the actual service of the United States. He may require the opinion in writing of the principal officer in each of the executive departments, unquote. So here it's clear that the President is the sole Commander-in-Chief of all of these developed a agencies. But then it continues. Quote, he shall have power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties provided two-thirds of the senators present concur, and he shall nominate and by and with the advice and consent of the Senate shall appoint ambassadors, other public ministers and councils, judges of the Supreme Court, and all other officers of the United States. Those appointments are not herein otherwise provided for and with shall be established by law, unquote. Now, David Barron of Harvard Law School and Martin Letterman 
of Georgetown University Law Center, describes it perfectly when they say this article in the Constitution is a textual designation of the president as the commander-in-chief and no one else, right? No one else would be responsible for performing that role no matter what it was to entail. This is very, very important. They also point out that in respect to certain functions, that Congress may not, by statute or otherwise, delegate this power to anyone other than the President of the United States. So even though it does take Congress to give a declaration of war, they are in essence handing that declaration over to the President to take control of it, which makes huge sense as it keeps a form of democracy oligarchy from ever developing by, a, by the Congress themselves, right? By ensuring a constitutional republic within the separation of powers. So that's a great example of our three branches of government being checked and balanced, right? Ensuring that a corrupt, insurgent mindset does not develop some kind of unconstitutional control over our republic. So not only is it clear that the President of the United States is in charge of and have authority over the military, but all executive departments of which the President appoints directors over and all other officers of the United States. So because of that quick history lesson, we now know that the President of the United States of America has direct authority, direction, and control of the Director of National Intelligence, right? Which is a cabinet position that the president appoints himself. This is the same DNI, or Director of National Intelligence, that is in charge of the 16 separate departments, which includes the five military branches, the Departments of Justice, the Department of Energy, Homeland Security, Department of State, the Treasury, and the five national agencies of the CIA, the NSA, Defense Intelligence Agency, the Geospatial Intelligence A Agency, the National Reconnaissance Office, and the FBI. Woo! That is a mouthful. And to think, all of those has evolved from a single office of Secretary of State and Thomas Jefferson. So here's another piece of history that's important to understand because this is where it got its start. Okay, It started in New York City. Then it moved to Philadelphia before ending up in Washington, D.C. in 1819, okay? The department started off very small, but over time, it, it, it began to develop other offices within it, right? The, the, the Department of State. Each time outgrowing its, its former building. Then once they moved into the old War Department building and, and, and having to add extensions to it, continued to grow. So this single Department of State continued to evolve and expand as time went on, having to move almost five total times to meet the sheer size of itself, right, and the new offices that were being created. So as America grew, so did the roots of this intelligence agencies, right? The duty of said departments is supposed to be foreign policy with other world nations. Implementing the foreign policy of who? The President of the United States. So to be more accurate, the, the State Department only has the authority the current President allows them to have. 
and the guidelines given to them by the president and what he deems appropriate as foreign policy. It doesn't matter what they think. All right? He is the executive. He is the commander-in-chief. It's his policies, which is all in good. However, the problem with the current intelligence agencies, which includes the State Department, is its growth and evolution post-World War II and the mindset they developed focusing authority they created that is separating itself from the authority of the executive branch. That is fact. And every now and then, we the people will receive firsthand testimony from somebody that is actually active within the belly of the beast itself and want to share with the American people of what they know to be true. And most often, these are great American patriots who finally wake up to the fact that they are definitely in the wrong camp after all. One such person was Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard when she was trying to right the leftist ship while on the MSNBC presidential debate stage. As she was asked this question and her golden response of truth, listen. You have criticized Hillary Clinton as the, quote, personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party. What is the rot you see in the Democratic Party? That our Democratic Party, unfortunately, is not the party that is of, by, and for the people. It's a, it is a party that has been and continues to be influenced by the foreign policy establishment in Washington, represented by Hillary Clinton and others' foreign policy, by the military-industrial complex and other greedy corporate interests. What an outstanding response and so brave of a stance that she took by doing that. Did you hear what she said? She said that the Democratic Party has been and continues to be influenced by the foreign policy establishment in D.C. Hmm. Foreign policy establishment in D.C. Who could that be? And then she says, represented by Hillary Clinton. She said represented, not has been or used to be, but present tense. But I digress. Foreign policy establishment. Establishment. This is what we're talking about right now. The foreign policy establishment is within these intelligence agencies that we are talking about here today. So when people like Tulsi Gabbard and others begin to see this from inside the belly of the beast and expose it to the American people so that they can see what's going on, then they become targets. We see that now with John F. Kennedy. Tulsi Gabbard did this. And it takes someone like Donald Trump to begin to seek out the corruption in the Ukraine at the same time that he was seeking out the corruption in our own swamp. Finding that corruption from both met within the Ukraine itself. And he took the time to do so before initiating his foreign policy there to shine the light on the cockroaches. Right? Well, this started a huge pushback because he became a target. And the pushback was started by the corruptors in both countries. You see, President Trump was finding out that the corruption in the Ukraine was, in fact, directly tied to the corruption in the D.C. swamp. Finding out that family members of past administration 
and Congress are working directly with the corruption inside the Ukraine itself. Those ties themselves were clear-cut probable cause to look into it a lot deeper. Now this is where it begins to get good for the American people, finding out these bits and pieces of the illegal, covert ties and treasonous actions of government officials right here in America. Finally exposing the conspiracy against our constitutional republic. So throughout the Fox impeachment efforts of the corrupt D.C. swamp, right, the pushback on the president's sole authority of his implementing his foreign policy, which we've already talked about, is his right to do and sole authority to do, has indeed triggered the State Department and the intelligence community to retaliate by saying it is not his place to interfere in the already ongoing policies that was put in place. Put in place by who? By the foreign policy establishment, or the rot that seems to still be involved, i.e. the former president and Hillary Clinton, among others. So for the first time, ladies and gentlemen, the first time in history, the roots of this secretly growing power is growing stronger since its post-World War II evolution. This action right here, this pushback of President Trump from the State Department and the intelligence community is showing the world that the leftist elitists and their minion mainstream media strong arm together are actually a developed and doing business as a global fascist fourth branch government working independently of the United States designed constitutional republic. Now I need to say that again because every single thing we're talking about is about what I just said. And we need to understand that as a citizenship of this country. Okay? A globalist, fascist, fourth branch of government working independently from the United States designed constitutional republic. This is no theory. But it is for sure a conspiracy. A secret plan by a group to do something unlawful and harmful. Not to do something. They are doing it. A group of unelected members who are supposed to be under the direct authority of our current president of the United States. Right? Or at that time, it was Trump. This, in fact, exposed history that they want you to forget. Look, people like Congresswoman Gabbard knows more than any of us, right? Any of us bloggers and writers and pendants that are out there. She was a military officer with inside military knowledge and a congresswoman with inside congressional knowledge. Her testimonies are only proving the information, the tidbits that, that we the people continue to get from time to time. And now we have over 40 FBI agents that we know of, I'm sure it's still counting, and the Twitter file dumps, right, that, that uh, Elon Musk is dropping that are also proving to the American people that these leftist global fascists has been lying to you about this information in the past of being some kind of Russian disinformation. In fact, it is they themselves that are feeding the disinformation to the American people. So wake up, my lions and warriors. There is light at the end of this rabbit hole. Let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back with more truth that you need to know. Be right back. 
What else can we do other than vote? What path do we the people need to take to ensure that we re-secure the top authority within our constitutional republic? Well, look no further than the new book, Continue the Mission, a We the People's Handbook, the revised edition. This is exactly why this book was written. In a unique way, the reader is given a tour of the contents within this book that directly combats the total disregard of the importance of our Founders' original intent of a free nation. Insights, direction, history, checklists, best practices, and never-before-shared details of how we the people maintain our authority once achieved. On sale now in paperback or ebook versions at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, Kindle, Nook, Scrib, and so many more. This great resource for homeschoolers, college professors, and true patriots who love this country has information and data that will strengthen your knowledge and power within this land of the free. Get your copy of Continue the Mission, a We the People's Handbook, the revised edition today while copies last. Until next time, Charlie Mike, Continue the Mission. Welcome back. And I truly am about continuing the mission our forefathers hammered out in our Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and Bill of Rights. Each of them do not stand alone ever. All three are molded together to reach a full understanding of this new government of the people, by the people, and for a unified one nation. This Continue the Mission, We the People's Handbook, Revised Edition, is exactly that book that will truly educate you and your loved ones and teach you how to prepare, unify, and defend your property and get engaged in our constitutional republic so that you can ensure that we stop this transforming into this new national socialist banana democracy that is submitting to a global fascist mindset. I just can't express enough how important it is for you to go get that book. Okay, so in today's show, we, we are learning about how a small state department that got started um, um, back with Jefferson has never stopped growing into a very powerful, independent branch of government of its own. It is now being exposed as a conspiratorial deep state, right? Um, and we all can see that very clearly now. And the more and more time goes by, more evidence comes out. But every time we allow this time to pass, we, the people, are losing more and more power to do anything about it. And now we see arrogant threats coming from elected political operatives in broad daylight now. Let us remember Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer on Rachel Maddow's show back in 2017 on MSNBC saying that President Trump needs to watch out exposing this deeply rooted intelligence community. Don't just take it from me. Hear them for yourself. This is um, the latest statement, latest tweet, as you were just saying. President-elect's latest, latest yeah. unsolicited pronouncement on the intelligence community. This was his tweet just a little while ago tonight. You see the scare quotes there. The yeah. intelligence briefing yeah. on so-called Russian hacking was delayed until Friday. Perhaps more time needed to build a case. Very strange. We're actually told, intelligence sources tell NBC News since this tweet has been posted, that actually this intelligence briefing for the president-elect was always planned for Friday. It hasn't been delayed. Okay. But he's, he's taking these 
shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence Let me tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were motivated I don't know, to? but I, from what I am told, they are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. And we need the intelligence community. We don't know what's going Look at the Russian hacking. Without the intelligence community, we wouldn't have uh, discovered it. Do you and we, think he has an agenda to try to dismantle parts of the intelligence community? I mean, this form of let me tell taunting you, hostility. Whether you're a super liberal Democrat or a very conservative Republican, you should be against dismantling the intelligence community. So let's regurgitate this a little bit. We just heard Maddow say that the uh, intelligence sources have some kind of direct communication with MSNBC and they're telling them how they need to report their response. And normally that's okay, but just because of the nature of this subject matter of which we're talking about, um, this direct communication um, is, is being exposed as we speak with the CIA and, and uh, organizations like Twitter and other news communication platforms. But then Schumer saying six ways to Sundays on getting back at you, like it's okay. Like threatening your commander, if you go against our authority, we will destroy you. Again, this is an organization that is supposed to be under the president's sole authority, not the other way around. And here, um, Schumer's admitting of the atmosphere or the general knowledge of those in Capitol Hill within the DC bubble that if you mess with the intelligence community that they're going to get back at you. Six different ways from Sunday. What's that supposed to mean? They're going to do something covertly, illegally, or attack you or, or, or use their Gestapo methods and techniques to get back at you? Yes, that's exactly what, what he's referring to. Then he has the gall to say to the American people or anyone who's listening that no matter who you are, you should not be against the dismantling of the intelligence community. No, Mr. Schumer, the intelligence community is not the Gestapo unless we the people are in fact transforming ourselves, transforming our government into this new global fascist mindset, which the Democrats have that goal, evidently, and some rhinos within the Republican Party as well. But we the people, I assure you, do not want us to become a fascist socialist nation. Yet we the people seem to be standing back or putting our heads in the sand. Well, not all of us, but a lot of us. We need to stand up and speak out and push back and unite with one another. Don't allow the government and their propaganda and their narratives to be pushing you in a direction away from their corruption. Look, thank God for what Elon Musk is doing with his dump and the other FBI informants and, and uh, whistleblowers are doing coming forward and CIA agents, right? And more and more are coming out every week. But we the people have got to take that information and push it forward. Okay? Look, both the FBI and Twitter have a long history of poaching employees from the FBI and the CIA. Says the article from the New York Post of December 22nd of 22. 
All this comes out with the help of Elon Musk's Twitter dump, while exposing that the FBI influenced Twitter to censor the story from the post of October of 2020 on the Hunter Biden's laptop expose. This action is not new. However, what is new is the proof that is coming forward finally. These are direct Gestapo tactics and treasonous acts in opposition to the United States' freedom of speech and election meddling to boot. Not to mention the horrific child sex trafficking and international treason being done with the Ukraine and China on top of all that. All in his laptop. It's being stifled. It's being covered up on purpose. Look, finally, we the people are finding out more and more that multi-dozens or more that we know of in high-level positions of Facebook and Twitter were hired directly from the FBI and CIA, like Mr. Aaron Berman. Aaron Berman is a former CIA senior analytic manager. Okay, so a senior analytic manager for the CIA was hired by Facebook slash Meta as their senior policy manager for misinformation. Let that sink in. Facebook senior policy manager for misinformation was the CIA's senior analytic manager. Now, this would be crazy enough if this was the only case, but it's not. As, as was stated, there are dozens of ex-CIA and ex-FBI members that are working for Facebook and Twitter. The branding of Facebook slash Meta and the old Twitter, that branding should be synonymous with Gestapo-style censorship and propaganda tactics. Because that's exactly what they're doing and we the people are not pushing back very much. We need to unite with our voice, unite with the message and push back and push back hard. Here's another one. Old Twitter's Trust and Security Division... The New York Post also shows that ex-FBI agent Greg Anderson was their product policy manager, right? But Greg Anderson also used to work on the National Security Council on their psychological operations as an FBI agent. Go figure. And let's do one more. Let's not forget Scott Dern. Scott Dern, who is Facebook slash Meta's Senior Manager for Trust and Safety Risk Intelligence. Now that's a long title, but that's a peculiar title for a civilian business organization, don't you think? Well, Scott Dern also worked for seven years as an FBI agent, leading high-stakes overseas counterterrorism operations. Huh. High-stakes overseas counterterrorism operation and he brings that skill to facebook's senior manager for trust and safety risks intelligence well the new york post did well by labeling this situation as the dc to silicon valley pipeline but i'm going to take it a step further in saying that this dc to silicon valley pipeline is actually a further push of the fourth branch of government to take over the communication ability of we the people. In other words, 
a deep state operation to stifle we the people, or in their eyes, the opposition's ability to not only communicate, but to strip their attempts to educate others of the truth and to stop any efforts of uniting with each other and overall to minimize the power of the people. You see, never before in world history, let alone American history, could an entire country's citizenship and society be totally manipulated by a single control of one basic human right, communication or speech. The technological era we are in right now has the tools and ability for that control. If taken over by one authority to direct and manipulate and hide said communication, mainstream media and social media through the Internet, the fourth branch of government is doing just that. And they know if they continue to gain this power, they continue to separate that controlling power from the other three branches of government of the people. And this is what we are identifying now. The lights are on these cockroaches and we the people have got to understand this and push back. Be the hero of your generation. Be the ones not to stick your head in the sand. Which is a great segue into our break. Uh, let's listen to this and we'll be right back. So this takes us to the outstanding book called A Lineage of Warriors. You can get it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or anywhere where you get your ebooks at. This book takes you through all 13 of America's wars in the last 245 years, from the Revolutionary War to the war in Afghanistan. This amazing and well-researched collection of stories, insights, and patriotic encouragement is second to none. It not only gives statistics of how many Americans served in each campaign, but gives the amount of wounded and, and died in combat of each of these challenging times throughout our history. But this outstanding record also focuses on types of war fighters and individual heroic warriors that defended our freedoms and way of life here and abroad. Warriors like the Revolutionary Patriots, Buffalo Soldiers, the Green Berets, Army Rangers, Navy SEALs, and many more. Sharing perspectives that government and public schools stopped teaching if they even taught these stories of commitment, leadership, dedication, and patriotism of our nation to begin with. A Lineage of Warriors is book one of an ebook series that gives insights, inspirations, understandings, and a sense of purpose back to the mission that our forefathers intended to continue within our constitutional republic. Truly a great gift. For your loved ones who are veterans, history buffs, or your homeschool teachers or college professors to use as a great historical resource. So order yours today at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or anywhere where ebooks are sold. And welcome back. A Lineage of Warriors has stories of American heroes that you have never heard, I guarantee you. And they truly are inspiring and motivational, so be sure to get yours as soon as possible. So already in this short podcast, you have learned how the intelligence agencies began, who is constitutionally in charge of them, which is the commander-in-chief, how these intel agencies grew to be very, very large and powerful, how they are now operating as a fourth branch of government, gaining more power as we speak, not only over the people, but separating themselves away from our constitution. 
we showed how Elon Musk's Twitter dump is shining more light upon this treason that's, that's been happening for a very long time. And we now see how these same Intel operators are working for Facebook and Twitter. So I ask you, who else is hiring or being forced to have these same DC to whoever pipeline forced upon them? Is Verizon hiring FBI and CIA agents? Is Apple? Is Microsoft? We already know that the news agencies have direct communications and hire former CIA officials and FBI officials as commentators on their shows and within the newspapers. This isn't new. This has been going on for a very, very long time. So for generations now, we have heard this in reports about JFK, John F. Kennedy and his assassination, and how these intel operators call those reports crazy or insane. But now, generations later, more and more evidence proves a different story. So let's take a, a moment and listen to Tucker Carlson's uh, show, just a clip from it, um, just a little over a month ago now, where, where, where he's talking about this and talking about information being uh, uh, brought into the light uh, from things like the twi Twitter dumps and other document and files, and how the government is trying to uh, cover up or protect these agencies. Let's take a listen. It's to protect an institution. But why? Well, today we decided to find out. We spoke to someone who had access to these still-hidden CIA documents, a person who was deeply familiar with what they contain. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim. Quote, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response than that. Again, this is not a, quote, conspiracy theorist that we spoke to, not even close. This is someone with direct knowledge of the information that once again is being withheld from the American public. And the answer we received was unequivocal. Yes, the CIA was involved in the assassination of the president. Now, some people will not be surprised to hear that. They suspected it all along. But no matter how you feel about or what you thought about the Kennedy assassination, pause to consider what this means. It means that within the U.S. government, there are forces wholly beyond democratic control. These forces are more powerful than the elected officials that supposedly oversee them. These forces can affect election outcomes. They can even hide their complicity in the murder of an American president. In other words, they can do pretty much anything they want. They constitute a government within a government, mocking by their very existence the idea of democracy. As cynical as we have become after 30 years of watching government officials ignore the voters who employ them, we were shocked to learn this. It's not acceptable. Tucker does an outstanding job bringing the truth to his viewers. I encourage you to listen more from his reports, but it does still bug me that he says democracy instead of republic, right? But maybe he'll catch that some, someday in the future. But he's right in identifying the fourth branch of government and bringing light from a whistleblower acknowledging the issue as well. But why is John F. Kennedy such an issue? Why did the deep state want to assassinate that president? Well, let's hear it from him 
in his own words and what I believe and many Americans believe the very reason why they assassinated him. So in this speech, John F. Kennedy details his position on secret societies and even though the overall speech seems to be more of a wink and a nod to the press to be more careful on their loose reporting on national security matters, but most believe, as I do, that JFK has realized the level of infiltration within our government and society as a whole, and I was trying to get the press to be more aware, right, and to choose their patriotism over coercement from those that are reaching out to them. And I believe that JFK was trying to eliminate the hold that the covert power grab of the fourth branch had on their constitutional republic. So then later on in the speech, you hear John F. Kennedy kind of unfold what the overall issue is. In times of clear and present danger, the courts have held that even the privileged rights of the First Amendment must yield to the public's need for national security. Today, no war has been declared. And however fierce the struggle may be, it may never be declared in the traditional fashion. Our way of life is under attack. Those who make themselves our enemy are advancing around the globe. The survival of our friends is in danger. And yet no war has been declared. No borders have been crossed by marching troops. No missiles have been fired. If the press is awaiting a declaration of war, before it imposes the self-discipline of combat conditions, then I can only say that no war ever posed a greater threat to our security. If you are awaiting a finding of clear and present danger, then I can only say that the danger has never been more clear and its presence has never been more imminent. It requires a change in outlook, a change in tactics, a change in missions by the government, by the people, by every businessman or labor leader, and by every newspaper. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. There is so much more information and evidence of the fourth branch or deep state's power gains. We know the FBI, the CIA, and the DOJ have been involved with Epstein's murder. They're, they're, they're not fooling anybody. We know that the FBI has been involved with multiple mass shootings for many years. We see the weaponizing of the IRS versus patriots who love this country. We know the cover-up of Hunter Biden's laptop by the FBI and DOJ. We see the double standards of the DOJ and FBI and, and how they're dealing with and the physical handling 
of the top secret documents between Joe Biden versus uh, President Trump. We, the people, were shown proof, proof of the treasonous actions of the FBI and CIA agents who actually did the colluding with Russia and creating a false dossier, then blaming and trying to blackmail Trump as the person doing it all. So look, there's a lot of good information in this podcast today. Please share it out. Give it to as many people as you can so that they too can be educated on what is happening and what has happened. It is important. So help, help out by, by doing that. Also, I'd like to um, let everybody know that uh, last year uh, there uh, hasn't been a lot of my podcasts last year, um, a total of 12 of them. And uh, but the good news is my podcast has has reached over 55 countries and and well over a thousand downloads. So um, uh, it's growing I promise in the future it will be more consistent. I'm, I'm going to work on making it a weekly uh, a drop for, for you all. But above all, what we learned today, make sure you stay on top of current events by listening to others, by researching on your own, and then sounding off of what you find out to be true. Challenge the news by doing your due diligence and work on preparing yourself and then your family, and then unite your neighborhoods and continue to push back on this banana democracy uh, of these leftists, the deep state, and these global fascists that are trying to take control and infiltrate. Well, they are already infiltrated, but they are trying to take over as a whole. America is counting on you. I am counting on you. Okay, so, so, so by the book, Continue the mission, We the People's Handbook, the revised edition, and this will help you tremendously. So until next time, everybody, Charlie Mike, and continue mission. Let's make sure we don't forget those who have given the ultimate price and those who have defended the freedoms and the liberties of which we are trying to defend today.